0: Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Abby with Christians on Campus. We're excited to be back with episode 33, the third episode in our Journey of a Christian series. This week, Jake leads us through another provision that Jehovah God gave to the children of Israel in their journey. The Israelites had already experienced the Passover, the crossing of the Red Sea, and the manna in the wilderness, but they continued to have needs as they journeyed. Have you ever felt that you have a need on your Christian journey? How is it that God supplies us when we feel that we have a need? Keep listening to see how God provided for the Israelites when they experienced thirst and how this relates to our journey as Christians today.
1: Yeah, so God did three things for his people so far in their journey. Um, first, he gave them the Passover lamb, which was to spare them from God's judgment on Egypt. If they did not apply this uh, this provision that the Lord gave them, they would have to suffer the death of the firstborn, which was God's judgment on all of Egypt. But they didn't just need saved from that curse. They also needed to leave that evil place because God wanted them to join him in the wilderness and hold a feast to him there. So as they're leaving, though, Pharaoh's forces are chasing them to try and bring them back into slavery, and God gave them the waters of the red sea to collapse on the pursuers so that his people could be freed just to continue journeying on and while they're there in the wilderness they began to be hungry they don't have all the same things available to them that they had in Egypt and so God had to do something miraculous for them he rained down bread from heaven for them to eat and that was called the manna and so today for us we saw that the Lord Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's the one who died for us as our substitute so that we could apply His blood and faith and be saved from God's judgment. We also have been baptized. Most of us, if not all of us, have been baptized. So we've been cut off from the old manner of life, from Satan's kingdom, and we've been brought into Uh, the Lord's kingdom and under his authority and not under Satan's authority. And we've also been given the manna, which means that God, every morning, he faithfully appears to us and provides himself to us as food in his word. And so that time in the morning is very special for us to set apart, even if it's a, a brief moment. We just come to him in a simple way. We open our being to him. Uh, And we we eat him, and he's our strength just to get through the day. So there's another provision that God gave to his people uh, after the manna, and that is uh, shown to us in Exodus 17. So may I just read these verses in Exodus 17 to you. It's 1 through 6. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin... That's just a geographical place. It's not talking about sin. Uh, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So they just experienced something miraculous. God, after saving them in a, in a very powerful way from Egypt... He gives them something they've never seen before, the manna. Even the name manna means, what is it? We don't know what this is. God just has given us something to eat. But still, there's something within them that wants to complain, wants to murmur. We're thirsty. And even to complain against Moses, why would you bring us up out of Egypt? We were better off there. We would have at least had something to drink there. So Moses is like, what am I supposed to do with these people? God was not frustrated with the people. He knew that their complaint simply issued out of being thirsty. And he was more than willing to give them a way to quench this thirst. And so he, he gave them the rock. And Moses struck the rock and the water came forth. So we have to remember again, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 6 and 11, That what happened to Israel was written as an example to us who are following the Lord today. And these things were written for our admonition. And if we look at verse 4, he goes even further. He says something really interesting about the rock. He says, They drank from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. I don't know how Paul saw this. It had to have been the Lord revealing this to him uh, some way, but Paul saw that this rock that brought forth water for the children of Israel was a rock that followed them, and that this rock was Christ. So today, Christ is a rock who has been smitten to give us water, and uh John saw something in his gospel. It's not recorded in the other gospels. Something very interesting that happened on the cross to the Lord. So may I could just tell you about that. The Lord, while he was hanging on the cross, he and the ones with him had been crucified for some time. And it was the the time of the Passover. And so the Jews who put the Lord to death, who asked Pilate to crucify him, they requested that the legs of everyone on the cross would be broken so that there wouldn't be anyone still there dying during the Passover. And Pilate granted them that request. So the soldiers are going from person to person, and they're breaking the legs of the people. And they come to do it to the Lord, but they were too late. The Lord had already yielded up his spirit. So instead of breaking his legs, one of the soldiers took a spear and put it into his side. And you know what came out? Water. Blood and water. So the blood, I think we're clear, the blood the Lord shed for us for redemption because we needed a Savior. We were enemies of God. We had no right to God, but He was willing to die in our place on the cross and shed His blood so that we could be restored to fellowship with God. But He didn't just pour out blood. He also brought forth water. And this water, He Himself said what this water is in John chapter 4. He said to the Samaritan woman who was at the well, If you drink of this water again, the physical water or you know, that's representative of many different things, you will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall by no means thirst forever. But the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up unto eternal life. And so the Lord made himself available, not just as our Savior, not just as the land, but even as a fountain of living water for us to have a drink so that we don't have to be thirsty. And today, when we want to apply him, I I think where we experience this the most is, isn't it pretty easy to complain with things that happen in our life? I mean, even I heard some people talking about the weather earlier. Uh, The weather's a big one, right? It's too cold out, or uh, I want to go to Bible study, but I'm really tired, or this professor's too hard, or my homework, it's too much. There's so many things that we could complain about, Um, but the Lord is not disappointed with us being in in a complaining, dissatisfied state. Uh, He's not like Moses who's wondering what to do with us. The Lord knows exactly what to do with us. He knows that we are complaining because we need a drink. We need to experience him as our living water. But when we go to drink him, do we need to strike the rock?
0: Abby here. Did you know that Christians on Campus gathers weekly for meals and fellowship? Every Wednesday night at 6.30, we have Life and Truth, a dinner to bring students together so that they can connect and enjoy Christ. Make sure to follow our Instagram at christians.on.campus to see details about Life and Truth and come meet other Christian students. Back to Jake.
1: Isaiah 53.4. May I can flip to this verse really quick and read it to you? It says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. This striking already took place on the cross. He was esteemed by us as stricken he also was smitten by God. And this happened once for all. Moses made the mistake in Numbers chapter 20 of striking the rock a second time. But you know what the Lord told him to do? When the people were complaining again, again they were saying, should have just stayed in Egypt. We don't need to be out here in the wilderness having a hard time. We had it better before. Moses said, listen here, you rebels, shall I bring forth water for you to drink? And he struck the rock twice. But what the Lord told him was to speak to the rock. It was actually Moses who rebelled against the Lord. And the Lord was not frustrated with the people. Again, he understands. If the people are complaining and they're longing to go back to Egypt, back to the slave house where he saved them from, if anybody's going to be frustrated, it should be God, right? He's the one who saved us. But he's not frustrated. He just wants to give them a drink. And once the rock was smitten, it didn't need to be smitten again. Now we just speak to the rock. So when we apply what, or when we realize what Paul spoke to us, that this rock followed them, today we have a Christ who doesn't leave us to figure it out on our own. We have a Christ who follows us wherever we go. And we don't need to strike the rock. We don't need for Him to be crucified a second time. What He accomplished for us, He accomplished once for all. Now, we just need to speak to Him. We need to open our being to Him. We need to tell Him, Lord, I'm thirsty. I'm complaining. Life is hard. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I need You, Lord. And living water comes forth. So maybe I could just share a testimony that I had of this. Um, I took a trip. Well, I had a really busy year in my life, 2017. Um, I went to Texas. I went to California. These were all like work-related or responsibilities that I I had. Um, I went to Champaign, Illinois. I went to Poland. I went to a conference, I think it might have been St. Louis, I can't remember, but I was all over the place. Not all of these trips were covered, you know, by you know as business expenses or something like that. Some of these I had to pay for out of pocket, and I didn't have a lot of money, and I was still in college, so I still had school on my mind, and I'm not used to going so many different places. And, and then I, the Poland trip I took with Spencer, he was still in high school, and two other high school boys and I'm in my senior year of college. I've never been out of the country before. I don't speak Polish, so when I get there, I can't interact with the people. I can say thank you and please, and that's about it. The food is different. The landscape is different. We're in this, like, tiny village. A lot of things were pretty challenging, and and there were some moments, like, Spencer remembers, we kind of had, like, some friction here and there, you know. And at times, I just had this feeling within me, like, Lord, why did you put me on this trip? Or why is there so much happening in my life? Like, I can't do this. I'm anxious about my finances. I don't know how I'm going to cover all this. I'm tired. Like, I don't know how to care for people, let alone high schoolers. Like, yeah, I'm nervous I'm gonna lose my own passport, let alone theirs. But anyway, so I'm just, I'm turning to the Lord, and without realizing it, I was speaking to the rock. The Lord was there, He followed me. He followed me to California, He followed me to Texas, to Illinois, He followed me all the way across the sea to Poland. And the whole time, even though He knew there was complaining in my heart, He wasn't frustrated with me. He only wanted me to turn to Him, to open up my being to Him, to speak with Him. And even one thing that I learned during that time, it became very real to me when the word, it talks about calling on the Lord's name. to you know, like when you call out to say, if I said, hey, Adam, sometimes I call out to him in the student union and he always turns and waves. So like, we can call on the Lord like that. And it says in Romans 12, Romans ten twelve sorry, that even the Lord is rich to all who call upon Him. And uh, yeah, when I was hitting those walls just throughout that year, was, Lord Jesus, I need you. That kind of calling, Lord Jesus, help me. I don't know what to do. Lord, I need you. As I'm calling, the Lord became rich. He became present. He became sweet. It doesn't mean that what I was going through wasn't still hard. But there was a, I had water to drink. I wasn't thirsty. I wasn't complaining as much. So it, the Lord wants to be very real to us in uh, and, and all of these aspects. And we, had, we just have one more tool to keep turning to Him on our journey. We th- we're so thankful that He's our Savior. We're thankful for Him cutting us off from our old manner of life. He's meeting us morning by morning to feed us himself. And wherever we go, he's there following us for us just to turn to him, to call on his name, and to, to tell him, Lord, give me a drink.
0: While in the wilderness, the Israelites experienced thirst and cried out for water. Jehovah did not ignore their needs and was not angered by them. Rather, when they identified a need, he was ready to supply them. The rock that God provided followed the children of Israel everywhere they went and provided water for them. This smitten rock was a type of Christ, as we see in 1 Corinthians 10.4. We can still experience this rock today, and when we call out to God, he will supply us with his riches. In Romans 10, we see that the Lord is rich to all who call upon his name. When we are in a time of thirst, we can drink the living waters and enjoy the riches of Christ by simply calling on his name. If you have not done this, try calling, O Lord Jesus, out loud. In your car, in your dorm, or even at work, you can reach out to Christ and experience his riches through his name. Next week, join us as we continue the journey of a Christian with the continued provisions of God.